Welcome to Small Business Celebration. We're continuing our series on small business owners who are getting the move on. And our guest this week, while he is a cool character who's got some fantastic advice on how you can grow a strong and profitable business. This is Small Business Celebration. Welcome, where we chat with real business owners who have real success and learn from them about what works, what doesn't, and who want you to know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and it's not a train. Join us where you can learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. Welcome to Small Business Celebration, and our guest this week is Dave Weldon, the owner of McKinney's Air Conditioning. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. Thank you very much. And for visionaries who don't know who you are, who are you and what is it that you do? I'm Dave Weldon. I'm president and manager of McKinney's Air Conditioning Incorporated. For visionaries who are listening to this broadcast, we are here in the back warehouse here at McKinney's Air. And if you hear people walking around, you hear cars driving by, you hear employees having a conversation, it's because business is open and people are doing stuff. And for visionaries who are also listening to this, Dave, describe this building, describe where we're standing. This is actually the shop. Okay. The warehouse is across the alley. Okay. This building has been here since the 50s. All right. It burned down at one time in the 19 end of the 50s. Okay. My father woke me up and says, we're going to go down and see what's happening to your grandfather's building. <laughs> My grandfather owned a building next door that manufactured aluminum boats. Oh. They had a Christmas party, so it was Christmas Eve. Oh, no. And it burned to the ground. Oh. The building next door. Okay. This building mostly burned. Uh -huh. And if you were to look at the floors, you'd see where things used to be attached. Cars melted inside the building. Wait, the entire car melted? cars caught fire because of the gasoline and melted inside the building. The only thing that was left, if I remember right, was the slab and the front. Wow. So the building was rebuilt with masonry construction uh -huh. and uh, the slab was retained. And Merry Christmas. And, Merry <laughs> and my grandfather was out in the rubble the next day and uh, Cecil Jones drove by, right. the story goes. And he said, I guess that's the end of you, McKinney. And my <laughs> grandfather was contemplating being done. Right. And I guess uh, he said, no, I, I, we're not done. Right. So they carried on, rebuilt. Now this was in 19... And it's the end of the 50s. 1950s, okay. And how long has McKinney's heir been in this spot? Since sometime in the 50s, I believe. I'm not exactly sure. Right. And the neighborhood has changed a lot. The neighborhood has changed. And then now, that's one of the stalwarts of McKinney's Air because you guys haven't moved. You guys haven't gone anywhere. And that has been a large part of your success is because people know where you are, but also the kinds of air conditioning things that you do. And for visionaries who aren't familiar, with McKinney's Air, what kind of air conditioning, air conditioning systems do you guys provide? We can do commercial, we can do residential, uh, we do new installs, uh, retrofits, uh, 
residential service, commercial service, would, will do whatever the owner wants to do. A lot of visioneers, especially in San Joaquin Valley, know we're coming into the summer months and this is the time of year where we pay homage to Willis Carrier, the father of air conditioning. And I have to ask, fundamentally, air conditioning systems hasn't changed much since Willis Carrier invented air conditioning. It's still a vapor compression cycle. And how does that work? Well, it, you compress the gas and the gas retains and releases heat mm -hmm. depending on how you're working the gas. Okay. It was invented in 1903. Wow. The year my grandfather was born. <laughs> okay, all right. And what kind of gases are used or what gases were originally used and then what are being used today? They were called uh, fluorodichloromethanes and different names like that, right. refrigerant 12, refrigerant 22. Right. And now we're using 410A, right. uh, 407C, different refrigerants. The government mandates and changes what we do all the time. Has air conditioning systems fundamentally changed since 1903? There's five basic principles to air conditioning and none of those have changed. You cool, you heat, you humidify, you dehumidify, and you move air. Mm. Exactly the same today. Has the technology changed? The materials are becoming more uh, focused. The pressures and temperatures are becoming more commonly known what's proper and that everything's more efficient mm -hmm. the motors are being more efficient everything has evolved so if you were to look at an air conditioning system that was installed in the 1950s has the systems gotten appreciably more efficient in the last 50, 60, 70 years that you'd want to replace that? Or is it pretty much, if you just change out the gas, you're good? I talk to a lot of people uh, that want to replace their systems and I ask why. Okay. The first thing is everybody tells me it's too old and I say, I'm old, I'm still here. <laughs> what, is your sure. what is your power bill? If they tell me their power bill is two, $250, I would not replace my air conditioner and I'd counsel them not to also. Right. If it's working and it's proven to work, it's a workhorse. Right. And we know that. You're going to maintain everything, even new units. It's sort of like having a 55 Chevy. So if you love it, keep it. And if you want something new, you can go get yourself a, a new Another car. Get you another car. And you can replace it and sell the 55 Chevy. If visioneers want to get in touch with you about their air conditioning systems, how do they do that? They'd give us a phone call, 661-327-4037. We're very old school. And uh, where are we located at? We're at 2323 R Street. And if you enjoy Small Business Celebration, go ahead and like, subscribe, and notify. And when we come back, we're going to talk about one of the reasons McKenney's has been so successful for all these years. And it all has to do with supplies and suppliers. Do you want the lowest standard of care for your health? Wellness care is about reversing and preventing illness. Do you want to be managed by sick care or do you want to thrive from your health care? Call Dr. Hugh Beatty, MD, the wellness doc at 661-395-0315 or visit him at hubeatty.com and discover how you can transition from managed sick care to thriving with wellness care.
Discover your wellness program that can help you get well, reduce and or eliminate the number of medications you're taking and feel alive again. Call the wellness doc at 661-395-0315 or visit him at hubay.com and get better. Call 661-395-0315 or visit him at H-U-G-H-B-E-A-T-T-Y.com. I'm here with Dave Weldon, the president of McKinney's Air, and our visionary question comes from Jared who asks, with this current climate of supply chain issues, we are reevaluating our suppliers. What characteristics do you look for in a supplier to do business with them for the long term? We want the supplier to be dependable. If we tell them we want our air conditioners delivered a certain time and place, we expect it to happen. You know, I've heard this from a lot of business owners that that seems to be the number one problem they have is finding suppliers that do just that. How did you find the suppliers that you work with on a regular basis to do just that? Is it trial and error? How did you do it? It's that? trial and error. Okay. But when you get with somebody, you stick with them. We're, we're very loyal. How do you research or find that supplier that is dependable? Well, number one, we try to hire only or buy only quality equipment. Mm -hmm. And that typically gives you a quality supplier. Mm -hmm. It costs a little more, but mm -hmm. you get what you pay for. Did you find these quality suppliers through through a word of mouth? Or you said trial and error, but you, it doesn't sound like you're one of these kind of people that just kind of jumps off of a cliff and, and builds your wings on the way down. How did you, how did you find or research the, the suppliers that you got? There's only so many brands of air conditioners that I would consider installing. Mm -hmm. And you follow the air conditioner and the supplier comes with it. Mm. And then you help them right. to understand your business. Sure. But there's more to it than that. More to it than just the air conditioning because you have the sheet metal. You have all the conduit stuff. You have all the other tools that goes involved with that. How did you find the right suppliers for all the other accessories that are fundamental to your business? Well, just like the Coconut Telegraph, every day you know pretty much what's going on in the industry. And you follow people as they leave one outfit and goes to another. Oh. And you know who's loyal and dependable. Uh -huh. You know who you can count on. Hmm. It's like being married. Okay. How so? You stay with the course. <laughs> <laughs> right? Stay of the course. And if you're true and loyal and honest, they should be too. Now, one of the things about your business is you've been, you've been in the business for... I've only been here since 71, 72. The business was founded in 1935. And you're the successor of yes. the business. It's one thing to start a business. It's another thing to keep it going well. And, and we've had other guests on Small Business Celebration that have done just that. What are some of the things that you've experienced on taking over the, the family business that has helped you be, not just be successful, but stay successful? I just like to do what I was taught. Uh -huh. I like to do it as well as I can. Uh, you get up early, you're the last guy to leave. Uh, just it's business as usual. There's no magic. You have to be the one that drives the boat and Everybody on the boat has to be working towards a common interest And if you're gonna go from here to Hawaii, you know the direction But the boat zigzags and mm. you want to minimize the zigzags and have everybody doing their job But there's only one captain on the boat You can have co-captains, right? But there's one captain McKenney's has been in business for how many years? 
since 1935. 1935. And the business has, has enjoyed a fair amount of success in that time. Albeit, you know, when the building burned to the ground on Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> but you've been able to enjoy some of the successes of this business, including fishing. Yes. What kind of fishing do you enjoy doing? I like doing all kinds of fishing, but I really enjoy offshore fishing in the ocean the most. And why is that? I like adventure. Okay. I like piloting. I like electronics. I like mechanical motors. Right. Uh, I love being on the water and looking into the unknown and wondering what's under me. What have you learned from fishing that you've applied to the business? Fishing is very similar to being in business. How so? You have to have preparation. You have to execute. You don't want to oversell, in my opinion. You want to do what's only necessary to have a good, enjoyable time. What is preparation like when you go fishing? Uh, make sure the mechanical systems are working, the electronic systems are working. You're talking about the boat? Yes. Okay. Cause Same thing down here. Okay. The, the shop has to be intact. Uh, fairly clean. You have to have materials ready to go. Mm -hmm. You have to have people and other supplies, air conditioners. Everybody has to be like an orchestra and execute. So the question I ask is, where in the shop is the fishing pole? There's no fishing poles in the shop. <laughs> Not normally. Right, right. But from a, from a symbolic point of view, you go fishing, you've described making sure the mechanics of the boat are working well, the electronics of the boat are working well, this is all great and well to get you out into the ocean, but you still have to fish, you still have to have a pole and a lure. What is that pole and lure here at Mechanics? You start out with bait. Ah. The employees must do excellent work. Mm. You have to treat the customers with respect and they're always right, and if you have good bait, we have no advertising at McKinney's, uh -huh. other than donations that people might put us in print once in a while. So after you do good work, they will tell their neighbors, their friends, their fathers, their mothers, right. and they will tell other people. If you have negatives, they won't. Right. They will say, do not go there. Right. And so we enjoy our success because of word of mouth advertising. And I tell my employees, work like your job depends upon it. Because it does. It does. One of the things that makes McKinney's unusual that Dave referred to is that it's entirely word of mouth. How much advertising do you do? The only paid advertising is the Yellow Pages slash internet that comes with the Yellow Pages. Right. That's it. How often do you turn down advertising and marketing? They've pretty much quit calling me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all because of the, of the customer service that you have. I, I like to think so. A couple days ago when you and I were talking, you gave a wonderful example of a customer that, that you guys were replacing an air conditioning unit on the roof or something. One of our customers, we had been there previously, and our employee stepped to the ceiling. Oh no. And we had it repaired. Right. as properly as we could and as to the owner's satisfaction. Right. They called up this year and wanted one air conditioner, they had two. I gave them a price for the one right. and said, if you're interested, your other air conditioner is the same age, both very old, right. but it's a little less expensive because we're already there. Right. They ended up buying two. They seemed to be very satisfied.
And all because you had an employee that accidentally <laughs> put their foot through the roof. Well, and they understood that we would take care of problems as they came up, because there's always a problem. Right. And it's how you handle them. Right. One time I was told uh, a, a supplier was hoping he would have a problem so he could tell everybody how well he fixed it. And so everybody would see how he responded, and he was correct. And when we come back, we're going to talk about a question that a lot of business owners get from a lot of their employees, which is reinventing the wheel. The reason we're here with Dave Weldon, the president of McKinney's Air Conditioning, is because of a visioneer question that came from a visioneer just like you. We had a visioneer that wanted to find out how do I find the right supplier, especially in this age of supply chain issues? So if you've got a question, you've got a thought, something you'd like to learn about here on Small Business Celebration, reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, and who knows, your question could appear here on Small Business Celebration. So reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram today. I'm here with Dave Weldon, the president of McKinney's Air Conditioning, and our visioner question comes from Judy who asks, the more things change, the more they stay the same. How do I teach my younger employees that they don't have to constantly reinvent the wheel? I don't know about reinventing the wheel, but we try to teach our guys to start at the beginning and stop when they're finished. Oh, how so? We want to, first thing you do when you approach an air conditioner, you write down the model and serial number. Okay. Then you assess the condition. And you start looking at their cause, why it's not heating or cooling. Mm. Very simple. And then we get permission to repair, and then we commence and do the repair, and then we um, do the final paperwork, clean up, on to the next job. And that, does that lead them to the manuals? Does that lead them? Where's, where's well, that? there's also tech support. To okay. talk to tech support, you have to have the model and the serial number. Uh. To satisfy me, you have to have the model and the serial number. Someday we will need a part. We need the model and the serial number. So we, have, we can't drive that home enough. When you've got an employee that goes out, do they look for the model and serial number? That's what they're told to do. <laughs> I forgot where I was going to go after that. <laughs> Similar to Hill Housing. <laughs> Similar to Hill Housing. Rip the shiny objects. There we go. Yeah. But, you know, the great thing about... Blah, 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 blah. Um, I forgot what we were going to talk about after that. Um, oh, okay. So one of the things I'd like to revisit a little bit that we really didn't get a chance to talk about a lot in the previous segment. You took over the business. And it's one thing to make a business successful, it's another thing to keep it and maintain it. And I know we briefly talked about, you know, do what you're gonna do, say, follow through with what you're gonna say. But as the business owner, times change, people change, and you deal with problems today that your grandfather never had to. What are some of the things that you have done to put your stamp, your name on the business that people can sit there and go, you know, this is Dave's business. This is not his grandfather's business. The only change I've implemented is I start much earlier. Mm. But my grandfather raised a family and enjoyed a fine life out of this building. Right. And he at one time told me that I would be moving because I would be growing. Right. And I said, I don't think so. This building served you, it will serve me. We right. don't have any grand dreams to take over the world. Right. We just want our niche. Part of developing that niche, though, is that you're involved with Rotary. 
and you're also involved with other organizations in town. What has, well, first of all, what is Rotary? A Rotary is a gathering of like-minded business leaders mm -hmm. uh, to share and uh, serve the public. And what community? Do, okay. And why do you enjoy belonging and being involved with Rotary? I really enjoy the fellowship. Mm. I knew most of the people before I joined Rotary. Right. I, I enjoy everything we do. We, we meet, uh, we work towards goals, we provide scholarships. There's a lot of things we do that's behind the scenes. Uh, they're very giving people. Do you belong to Rotary for the sake of belonging to Rotary, or do you are is there a business element as well? I've enjoyed work from the people in Rotary, but that wasn't my goal in joining Rotary. I was asked to join by my grandfather. Right. I did so right. just to see what would come of it, and I've enjoyed great friendships along the way. And that's the important part of it to me. How so? That's I thrive on friendships. I don't want enemies. Right. You also make a lot of connections in the community. Yes, you do, through Rotary. You meet new people. Right. Uh, that's more opportunities, but that's not my goal. Right. And you can literally walk to a Rotary Club meeting. I walk to my Rotary Club meetings every week <laughs> if they're held at the Museum of Art. Right, right. And it's and which chapter do you belong to? It's the downtown Rotary Club, the first Rotary Club, Kern County. Okay. You mentioned that your grandfather encouraged you to join Rotary. Why did he want you to do that? He probably thought about it for business reasons. Uh -huh. I thought about it as friendships. Yeah. I enjoy people. What are some of the things that your grandfather taught you that you still do today? Uh, we have no debt. And why is that important? I'm very simple. I, I, it's hard to count. And when you know this pocket's empty, and that pocket's full, you don't worry about one of them. What other things has your grandfather taught you? The things that I like to fondly refer to as don't step on that landmine that he helped teach you. Uh, he taught me one step at a time, and here's a story. My nephew was working here, a young kid. My grandfather was 80-something years old. Right. He asked the nephew to go out into the back, into the lot, across the alley, and help work on a truck. And the nephew is saying how much quicker he would get there than my grandfather. And I waited till he got done talking, and my grandfather was almost there. I said, one step in front of the other is how he did it. You better take off, because he's already there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a true story. True story. True story. It's no secret that it looks like the economy is headed for a recession. And what advice would you give to business owners that they need to start preparing now with their businesses to prepare for the forthcoming recession? I would tighten up. Look where your expenses and your income is from. Keep doing good work. How do you find out where to tighten up? Look around you. It's very easy to see the scrap laying around, the uh, tools left on jobs, uh, the extra gasoline used going on side trips. Uh, there's a lot of places for loss. For a lot of business owners, recession is a scary thing. And it can be very intimidating because you don't know what's coming. What advice do you have for business owners on their view and emotionally as they prepare for the forthcoming recession? 
Don't get too excited about it. This business was started in 1935 in the bowels of the Depression. Grandfather just did a good job, did the best he could on everything, and he grew. So there's always hope. If visioneers want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Call McKinney's Air Conditioning. My number is 661-327-4037 and ask for Dave. And where are we located? 2323 R Street. Well, Dave, thank you very much for joining us here on Small Business Celebration. Thank you. You're welcome. And I'll be right back with my final thought. Do you want the lowest standard of care for your health? Wellness care is about reversing and preventing illness. Do you want to be managed by sick care or do you want to thrive from your health care? Call Dr. Hugh Beatty, MD, the wellness doc at 661-395-0315 or visit him at hubeatty.com and discover how you can transition from managed sick care to thriving with wellness care. Discover your wellness program that can help you get well, reduce and or eliminate the number of medications you're taking and feel alive again. Call the wellness doc at 661-395-0315 or visit him at hubay.com and get better. Call 661-395-0315 or visit him at h-u-g-h-b-e-a-t-t-y.com. The Gentle Hand of Courage. Many of you longtime visioners know that I'm a lighting designer, lighting director, and I recently did a fundraiser in Hollywood. And in many ways, this was your quintessential Hollywood fundraiser. It was in a very unique location for a great organization. And it was one of these kind of things that also had a Hollywood reporter, the quintessential Hollywood reporter as the host. And it was also a place where, yes, the guests were there to raise money for the organization. But more importantly, yeah, they were dressed to be seen. That is the real reason they were there. And as what happens with many of these fundraisers, at one point during the evening, they trot out this child. And it's a child that usually either has a physical challenge or a mental challenge, all with the idea to elicit support and try to encourage the audience to donate and give more money. So much so that this happens so often, it has become rote. And this particular evening, was no different, except for one thing. The girl that came out, she wanted to be there. You see, she was getting of the age where she realized that she was going to have to be her own greatest advocate. Nobody was going to help her get her where she wanted to go better than she. But what she wasn't counting on was a variety of things because when she came out everybody in the audience they have seen this a thousand times and so they just started talking amongst themselves at the table taking selfies giggling laughing clinking glasses but what she wasn't prepared for was when she stood out onto that great big stage and stood behind the clear plexiglass lectern and gripped her script tightly with both hands. 
was the blinding white light, so much so she couldn't see the host standing near her. Not only that, but she couldn't see anybody in the audience. And to make matters worse, they were ignoring her. She began to tremble and she didn't know what to do. And suddenly she froze. And then the whole room of Hollywood went quiet. Suddenly, there was something to see. The girl didn't know what to do. She was trembling and she was shaking. When suddenly, very quietly, the hostess, the host, the Hollywood reporter, the quintessential Hollywood reporter, very quietly walked over to her and whispered, would you like me to help you with your script? The little girl nodded her head and shook when she did so. And the Hollywood reporter, she stuck, she pointed out her index finger and she said, read along with me, as I say, and she began to read the script while the host took her other hand and placed it very motherly on the small of the girl's back. And they began to read word for word for word. They got about three sentences into the script before the girl couldn't take anymore. But that was enough. And the host, she turned and gave the girl a great big hug and said, congratulations, you did it. To which the audience stood on their feet and gave her a round of applause. And it was at that moment Hollywood was human. I hope you enjoyed our conversation this week with Dave Weldon, the president of McKinney here. And I hope you learned something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. And we'll see you here again next week. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration Podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration Podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.